from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 436, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Uni Pizza Ovens. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by my my good friend and a man I love very dearly. <laughs> and we are approaching him with cotton wool gloves on today, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mike. How are you today? I am good. I am mm-hmm. happy to be speaking to you. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to provide an update for our listeners as to why I am approaching this episode in such a weird way. Um, a couple of days ago, we're obviously going to talk about this in more detail, but uh, a couple of days ago, my co-host and one of my best friends in the entire world, Mr. Brad Dowdy, broke his wrist pretty badly. Um, unfortunately, on the, that's bad enough, but what makes it worse is, of course, of course... It was Brad's right wrist that was broken, which, as you can imagine, bit of a problem for Brad Daddy. <laughs> uh, I, I likened it to if I lost my voice for six weeks, you know, like mm-hmm. that's kind of the sim- a similar thing, right? Like it would be very inconvenient for me if I did the same thing that you've done, but I could get around it uh, a lot easier um, than, than I would assume you'd be able to. So I've spoken enough. How are you? Uh, I've been better, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, so yeah, it's been a tough couple of days. Broke it Sunday and, you know, just been kind of taking it easy since then. Been, Was this due been... to some real heroics? Is, you have a good like, story. <laughs> so a tiger, I, guess, like... I guess we should we should handle this first. So I was playing a game called Pickleball, which I put in my Instagram post and a lot of this um, comment was, what is Pickleball? I've never heard of this. Um and that's fair fair questions it's generally seen as as an old person's retirement sport um but it's a little bit more aggressive than that it's think of it like giant ping pong or miniature tennis right you're outdoors on a court that's lined like a tennis court and you have paddles like the size of like a racquetball rackets you know and you play with a play with a ball and it's you know fast paced it's literally like ping pong you know ping pong can be as slow as you want it or as fast as you want it right and so you're running around you usually play doubles and it was me and my wife playing you know her friend and her husband and you know we're just playing a game and just like you know if you were playing tennis you know you hit a lob shot over your someone's head so my uh, shot was hit over my wife's head so I run back to go get it and you know, chase down the ball, hit the shot back towards the court. Like my body's moving the opposite way from where I hit it. Right. Mm. So I'm going pretty much full speed, hit the shot back and uh, then just kind of take a tumble and it's all downhill from there. So, and this is um, one of those really annoying things about human nature. mm -hmm. You know, the worst thing to do when you're falling the way that you were is probably to put your arm out, but it's what we do. You know, like professionals, athletes, they're taught to fall in different ways, right? There's like a way that you fall on your back or whatever. Exactly. You, know, you wouldn't, if you were if you were thinking logically, you wouldn't put your hand out. You might put your arm out, but not your hand out, right? And like right. that's the, you, the issue, I guess. Or you try to roll to roll to your back or just yeah. land on anything but your wrist. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's how you're going to break your wrist is by bracing your fall and unfortunately my wrist didn't even just land on the ground i stuck it in the fence and it just made it worse so oh that's God. <laughs> that's why it was so that's why it became so bad and it wasn't just like this little clean break that we can slap a cast on and be good with it so it, was, it got kind of stuck it was and your body kept yeah. going huh yep yep so right. it was not pretty um it was not fun it took me probably like a good 20 or 30 minutes to be able to just like walk because I was in like so much pain, just like seeing stars. I was going to ask if it hurt. I I know that seems like a stupid question, but sometimes it takes a while, right? It hurt, you know, there's, but there's like a lot of adrenaline, a lot of stress and things like that. So yeah, like then we went over to the doctor and, you know, went to the emergency, the emergency room and, Got the x-rays, and they're like, yeah, you want to look at them? I'm like, this doesn't sound good. (laughs) You want to come see them? And I was like, boy, they really want to show me something, don't they? They weren't like, yeah, it's a break. We'll put a cast on it. You'll be good in four to six weeks. They're like, you want to come take a look at this? And I'm like, damn it. I I like that. It's not going to go well. Can I, am I able to provide something that you can't? Like, what is the... Like, and they actually making me get up, and I'm already, like, wobbly. I'm already, like, you know, not handling the moving around very well. Um, 
and they're, they, it's like, could you bring them to me? Like, bring the little <laughs> thing in here and let me see it. And they're like, no, come look at them. So that's where we're at. We're recording early this morning. If you see this podcast uh, go live in your feeds early on Wednesday, it's because I'm heading to get the decision made on the wrist um, when I'm done with this. With and the, this um, is surgery, doctor. no surgery is the decision. Yeah. But what yeah. you told me, because I asked you some questions before we recorded, because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure you were all good, is that like mm-hmm. the recovery time either way is is pretty similar, right? Yeah, it they're looking like- at six, six to eight weeks. And like I told Mike, the odds are, at least from the first couple doctors that looked at it, they think no surgery, but they're not the the hand doctors so um they wanted to make sure i got someone to to look at it who i think you're be... gonna have to learn what the real phrase is for that my friend hand yeah. doctor I don't... <laughs> considering I like you're probably doctor. gonna see a few of these you might want to <laughs> get that one nailed down a little bit so yeah it sucks and to be honest i'm not handling it very well no. um you know i've been in a lot of pain so i've just been taking it easy but I'm not a very good take it easy person. Um, I rely on you know, like my job as my identity kind of thing, right? Which is a mm-hmm. weird place to be. And when I feel like I can't do my job, I lose a little bit of myself, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about in the past, like why do I do what I do for a living? And my answer is because I can't not do it, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm good at what I do because I can't not do this. That's how much I care about this. And right now I can't do it. So I'm struggling with that, um, knowing well, that it's really only been okay. like two days. And- there is a lot of yes and and you or yes and no. I think to this, mm-hmm. um, because all right, right now today, you can't use a pen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we know this is p- potentially at some point during the six-week period, you might be able to start a little bit, right? Like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. You have to wait and see how it feels. But let's be real, though, Brad. Like, just product reviewing. If we take that part to begin. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. just how it writes. Right. It really isn't, right? Like, there's a lot more to it, and you can still do all of that. Um, yes. That is, like, you know, a, a big part of what you do. And there are, I'm sure... Lots of ancillary products that would be nice to review, but you don't really do use them, and you can focus on those, like more desk products, stationary products that are not pens, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that that you can still review and provide your thoughts and feelings on stuff that you might not necessarily cover because pens take precedent, you know. And it's not like as well that the company doesn't shut down because you have a team of people that you work with that can still produce the reviews. I understand right. why this is harmful to your self image, like how mm-hmm. you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't do it in the way, do everything in the way that you want to. But like the realistic part of it is like the the machine can keep moving. I mean, yeah. look, the other thing is, come on, you're gonna have to learn how to write left-handed. That's your goal, <laughs> right? And and I will tell you right now, I thought of it immediately. Many people did, I'm sure, and I'm sure you have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a diary of you trying to make that happen over the next couple of months on the blog would just be. So good. Yeah. So I will um, put a request out to our listeners. If anyone has ever tried to do this, we would like to know your experiences and what resources you may have used, if any. But, you know, look, at you could come out of this, Brad, and you could be able to review two pens at once. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I am looking... I am looking at the at it at the positive and and look like I don't have it bad, <laughs> you know like it's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just in my own head, you know, down. In the, I'm woe is meing myself too much. This is the first day I've opened the laptop um, since it happened. Like to get onto this podcast, like mm-hmm. I was even sending like I normally write the show doc. I'm sending Mike the links just in Slack is like I can't do it. Just here, yeah. these are the things we should talk about. It's like I just can't do it. I, I'm not motivated. I guess after today, today's a good turning point when I get to see the doctor and be done. And then maybe, you know, I haven't even tried. I'm planning on trying to learn to write left-handed. Like I have to, like it makes complete sense. I want to do it because I want to use my pens and want to try to figure these things out. But I haven't even picked up a single pen since that day because 
when I, I want to sit down and do it and be in the right headspace to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, okay, let's try to write left handed and just because be frustrated you're gonna get upset, it's gonna suck. Frustrated, yeah. right? Like and, and you wanna make you wanna approach it with a yeah. little more with a better like uh, state of mind. Yeah. And I had to get Tyler to put on my headphones today to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm at. <laughs> but I guess it's because right now, what are you bandaged up? Yeah, and it's it's a uh, over the elbow splint, yeah. right? So my arms in like an L shape. Yeah. So, and I can't really move move a lot. So I'm hoping to get like a smaller, more mobile cast. Yeah, that's it, right? Like at the moment, you're not in the semi permanent, so yeah. like solution. You you you're in something that I'm sure is going to cause you pain, where yeah. a cast will provide you with a little bit more support, um, and, and will make some stuff. I'm sure a lot easier i guess you're gonna have to get into the old dictation <laughs> the newsletter. i don't know if stuff. i can i don't know if i can do that maybe i'll i'll try that but like you know like my writing style you know it, that goes from my head to the pen to the paper or to the to the computer screen is i don't i guess it's it's dictatable but oh, I it's very feel, much your voice yeah and i don't know how frustrated i would get going back and forth and editing that like i might just i'm okay just typing that with one hand i've i've really been using my phone a lot yeah you swipe like i typed part of an no but i'm okay Mm. just typing with my left thumb and have you tried swipe typing Mm -mm. get into the swipe typing okay do you know what that is like when it's it's built into ios Mm. try that out like that's how i use that's how basically the only way that i type on my phone it's mm. way faster than than okay. like tap 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 tap. Yeah, you're gonna learn, you're really... gonna learn all these things. You're gonna be so powerful <laughs> after this. You know, all yeah, these skills. Like, yeah, I'll come out like uh, with some uh, ambidextrous handwriting, and you know, I I think it's gonna be fun. I just got to get out of my own way. I you know, everyone who has these types of things wants everything to go faster, right? So they can get yeah. back to normal, and it's just not gonna happen. And the sooner you settle into the fact that. You just got to be patient, take time for yourself. You know, if you're hurting, go lay down. Like, you know, I've spent most of Monday in bed. I spent most of Tuesday out of bed. So it's getting a little bit better that way. And, um, you know, so just getting out of my own way, getting my headspace correct. Um, Today was a good start for that. Like I got up today and I edited Jeff's post for the blog today. Like that's, that felt good. Like, oh, I'm getting back into my workflow. Yeah. Like, and that's just a little part of it. You know, the writing reviews and stuff like, you know, I could skip six weeks of reviews. That would be fine. Like, I, that would be fine. But, you know, I have all these other writers that are doing a great job. And, you know, it's more of a mindset for me right now, I guess. Yeah, because it's like, look, there are there aren't really uh, many more injuries you could sustain that would be more disruptive. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which it really is a kind of like, this is one of those things that like we are going to look back and laugh on. Right. Right. Because it, it's so bananas <laughs> for you to have this particular injury. Like, I don't, you know, like if you broke your leg, it would be less disruptive. Oh, sure. And I don't think that that is normal. <laughs> For most people, right? Because, like, you know, yeah. breaking a leg is like, whoa, that's a big one, you know? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you would at least be able to continue working pretty much as normal. There yeah. are other things that, that come, like, what about, like, product shipping and stuff? What are you planning to do? Yeah, those are the things I worry more about than actually, like, say, writing an article on the website. Mm. The things that I owe people, right? Like, that's shipping products from Knock and Spoke and Pen Addict. That's the membership newsletter for that I write refill for Panatic members. Those are the things weigh on me more than, you know, whether I have a, a review up on Monday or, you know, those type of things. So um, my wife's going to help me ship. I've already missed like one of my shipping days this week just because, you know, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to help me ship. Um, I have some, <laughs> the, the things that's that I'm just... I'm not dreading. I'm like trying to wrap my head around. It's like, I have some new products to put up (laughs) on the site. And when you do that, that causes extra shipping, like, which is good. Like that's how you want your business to run. Hey, I have things to sell and people buy them. That's cool. But 
I can't, I can't really ship them in a timely fashion. Right yeah, now. I would maybe recommend just holding them for like a week <laughs> or so. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, so I'm going to have help. I've, I've got a great family support system. My wife's going to help. Uh, my parents just moved into town. Um, they're retired, so like they'll help me. Like They're taking me to the doctor today because my wife's nice. working and, and I'm still on drugs and I shouldn't be driving and stuff like that. So, you know, I've, I've got, like I said, I'm luckier than most. This is a uh, less important injury than most. You know, I know people go through a lot more serious things than I do. It's just, uh, you know, it's taken me a minute to wrap my head around it, get out of my own sulkingness and kind of get back on track. And and honestly, today's helping with that, with how I started the day, how we're doing the podcast now makes me feel normal, um, getting kind of a normal workflow as much as I can yeah. and uh, just try to try to move forward with it. And then getting to the doctor today and get some more definitive answers so I can say, now, this is what I have in front of me and this is how I'm going to handle it. Like, whereas these past couple of days have been, you know, I don't know. And that's been a challenge. What a surprising turn of events. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't have to, to belabor this anymore, but I do want to say thank you to everyone who reached out. Oh my God, the, the, the support and messages and emails and everything that I got from all of my friends out there thank y'all so much it, re- it really meant a lot to me um it puts a smile on my face when y'all make fun of me and you know try to giggle and trying to figure out what pickleball is like y'all i think y'all know my attitude and that i don't take myself too seriously and that we're able to have these fun and that y'all are able to you know turn that around on me a little bit for this it really makes me smile puts a smile on my face so thank y'all for all the support and uh i'm gonna be leaning on y'all for the next few weeks i might not be you know business as usual so uh uh just hang in there we'll get back to normal soon enough if you wanna you know if you feel this moment like ah brad needs my support right now don't buy any products from him. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> go sign up for the members newsletter. Go sign up for a refill. Like if you have that, that kind you of might, feel, that like, you I know might that's not. how I feel uh, in these types of moments. It's like, oh, I want to help him. Uh, <laughs> no, it's so cool. Go, go get an annual membership to refill instead. Uh, go yeah. and do that. And don't expect a newsletter this week. (laughs) So just go and do that. The refill is my favorite newsletter that I subscribe to. I really recommend it. Um, But, you know, yeah, it's just like uh, uh, (laughs) buying something from you right now is more of a problem than it is a benefit. What I really need is just y'all to make me smile and laugh. And y'all are really good at that. So that's, that's all I need. I don't need anything else. So. I'm 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 lucky to have great friends like you and the whole Panatic community and yeah. uh, the support's been awesome. And you know this is like you said in a few months this is going to be a blip on the radar. And I'll have learned how to write left-handed somewhat. So you know we'll we'll maybe we'll explore that next week because between now and then I'll have some time to work on that. So uh, we'll we'll put that down in the notes for for next week that Brad will have started um, writing and sharing his left-handed experience by then. All right, this episode is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens. Uh, Uni is the world's number one pizza oven company. They make surprisingly small ovens that are powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, or gas, letting you make restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. Uni Pizza Ovens are super easy to use and very portable. They'll fit in any outside space. And even though they're nice and compact, they reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit, 500 degrees Celsius, which enables you to cook this amazing restaurant quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds that high temperature is what separates these pizzas from those that you would make in a traditional home oven one of uni's most popular models is the unicoda 16 this is a gas powered oven that can cook up to 16 inch pizzas and has an innovative l-shaped burner at the back to give you even heat distribution uni pizza ovens start from just 249 dollars with free shipping to the us uk and the eu with two of the best models being the Coda 16, which I mentioned, and also the multi-fueled Unikaru, which can use wood, charcoal, or gas. So whatever type of pizza you want to make, you have that option. Uni also make an awesome app that can help you perfect your dough recipe and give you loads of pizza-making tips. 
So, Brad, you have an Uni, right? Yeah, so Uni sent me the Coda 16, and we just absolutely swear by it, right? It's one of those products you look at and you go, huh, really, do you think this really works? And it's pretty clear looking at Uni's growth over the years if, you know, Uni is like the superstar pizza oven maker now. So it's, it's clear that it works, and we are in love with this like it's an exciting time when Mm -hmm. we plan to have pizza night now because we can you know make our dough get our toppings shop for all of our toppings and then we can make you know there's four of us in our families we can make four individual pizzas and i can cook all four of those pizzas in a grand total of like five minutes it's pretty intense uh, heat in those ovens so it's it's really fun and uh, the family loves it makes great pizzas and I am seriously impressed with what uh, with what uni has done and and I love the product yeah they are super super good and it's very fun too mm-hmm. uh, listeners this show can get 10% of their purchase of an uni pizza oven and if you do choose the code of 16 that could be up to a $50 discount just go to uni.com and use the code the pen addict at checkout uni also make a great range of accessories from peels to cutters to oven tables and uni could be a wonderful holiday gift for someone special in your life but uni have told us that maybe if you are thinking about this you want to order early they're running in overdrive right now to fulfill the demand but they do expect to sell out before the holidays so act fast and maybe there'll be a holiday pizza for you this year uni pizza ovens are the best way to bring restaurant quality pizza to your own backyard so go to ooni.com uni.com and use the code the pen addict or one word for 10 percent off our thanks to uni pizza ovens for their support of this show all right, so one thing I wanted to do this week, Mike, since I couldn't put too much time into planning the show, luckily there were a bunch of new products I wanted to talk about. So how about you drive this train and let's talk about uh, all these different links that you and I both found um, to, to talk about. Of course. So yeah, as you can imagine, there are new sailor pens. Uh, there are always the new sailor pens. And these, yeah. I think, run the gamut uh, of interesting. So we have a new North America um, a, a special edition. So this follows. Was the Wicked Witch in North America? Yes, or, it was the whole. It wasn't just like a I specific vendor. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I, no, no, no. So we have another 1911 colorway. This is called Loch Ness Monster, which is the wrong name. Uh, it should just be called Loch Ness. I don't know why they would put monster in there, but they have. Um, and it's blue. The That's, end. Kind of all I have to say on this one. I'm <laughs> really underwhelmed by it. Yes, we agree on this wholeheartedly. I don't know what they're doing here. Um, we're going to talk, by the time we get to the end of this little sailor section, because we have we have some really interesting stuff to talk about. Um, I want to talk about sailor in general. Um, I don't know what's happening here. Um, let's Let's start with this. What color is the Loch Ness Monster, Mike? Well, okay, so there's kind of two questions to this, Des- right? Despite the incorrect naming, right, Loch Ness is one pen, right? Yeah. That I, I feel might be blue and silver trimmed. Loch Ness Monster? What color is Loch Ness Monster, Mike? I mean, I, my heart says green. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right? But, uh, like, visually, it would be, like, a dark gray, right? Like, that's as much mm-hmm. as we've ever gotten. But if you said to me, like you've just said, what color is the Loch Ness Monster? I will tell you it's green, even though I don't know why. <laughs> it's not blue. Right. Right, because any like any any large kind of monster that you know could be a fish, could be a dragon. It seems to be kind of greenish gray, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. And I, I I was like, oh, cool, Loch Ness monster. Click it open, and it's like it looks like an ocean, and it's you know it's perfectly fine, right? It's a perfectly fine pen, but I I don't understand again the why. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? And it's, that's it's, probably it's the like, bigger question I have. The Wicked Witch really was good because the color was good. It was like a nice deep purple. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's fun. And, and I could do a thing where I could imagine matching it with green ink, right? And that was great. Yeah. But this one just, the the blue looks nice, but it feels like, you know, you started with here's a fun thing and just it didn't pay off. You know, like, for example, if they had a blue uh, pen and a green cap, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's yeah, cool, yeah. right? Like, you know, there was something that just there is something that's just not right here and and i find the name loch ness monster to just be it's just like a weird name mm-hmm. you know because like you would either go with the 1911 loch ness or the 1911 nessie right right loch ness monster is just is peculiar but yeah i feel like yeah. it's they, they they didn't really take this one uh as far as it could have been done. what was the pirate one uh, pirate's life i think and because that one was cool because you got the little coin right it's just yeah, like got the little doubloon. you know there are things that they could have done with this one to make it more exciting um but at its co- at its core right like if you ignored the branding of it this is a very nice color blue 1911 which so some I guess people will dig this is i should go ahead and have my sailor diatribe at this point now um, because this pen fits most of what I want to say. I don't think Sailor has a stock pen lineup anymore. And that's where I find this whole bit curious, right? So it's like every quarter we're coming out now with a North American Special Edition. Is it because we no longer have standard Sailor pens? This is a standard lineup pen. This should be the 2021 or the upcoming 2021 Sailor pen lineup should have this blue pen and the yellow pirates pen and all of these are just stock colors you know sure they gave me the gold doubloon with the with the pirates life or or whatever trying to make it special but what these really are are base additions in my mind um i think the wicked witch is accepted from that a little bit i think it's a little bit more because they usually don't do ionized plating for stock lineups but that's all i see in these last couple is these are usurping the stock edition, you know, what you would see, the base retail lineup Sailor edition. And it seems like Sailor does not really care too much about that product anymore, which is okay. But I f- at the same time, I feel that's what they're giving us in these limited editions you know the north american exclusives i feel like it's just you know a faux stock lineup if you will like because i don't think they're special enough to to keep issuing this many limited editions every three months to this market i it's just not at some point it's gonna it they're gonna run into just like a real log jam of products and it's just not working for me what they're trying to do. That's interesting. Is this a change of uh, that, opinion for you? Do you think? Uh, no, I'm trying. What what this week has shown me with what we're going to talk about in with more of Sailor is that I'm really confused on what the future holds for right. the brand. And I think they are too, right? They're in transition, right? I still feel that everything we're going to talk about was probably decided before the plus talks. And even though that plus, that's not a finalized um, situation right now, I think they're probably just, you know, I think they don't have a little direction that they need. I think they're... Not that they're floundering. They, they mean, this this pen is awesome. What they're telling me this pen is makes me question what they're doing, right? There's two different things. Is that fair? Mm. Mm-hmm. As a standalone, if this was the mainline Sailor pen for 2021, I would be like, hell yeah. But I, I'm just a little bit confused and it's starting to get, they're starting to get uh, too many wires crossed on on what they're trying to do. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I mean, of course, I still love them, and the pen is glorious. I mean, I think it's a beautiful pen. I just don't know what it is. Like, what it, what, what product is this? I, I don't know. So they're confusing me right now, mm-hmm. because um, let's let's skip this next link and go to the third link, okay? And because this is going to be a mainline product. So this is the new Sailor Shikiori colors for this year. And I think 
Mike, I don't know how limited these are going to be, if at all, because they've done previous versions, you know, a Shikiori lineup. Um, they did like some some seasonal stuff before where they yeah, released sh- like four pins. Shikiori, and- uh, it's basically a pro gear looks like slim but i can't tell slim they are they um are. and they have a semi-translucent matte finish in the body with uh the clear finials that we saw in like the lighthouse these seem to me they feel a little bit like the cocktail editions. Uh, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. are absolutely stunning every single one of them beautiful they're 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 amazing yeah like the the finish on these is a little bit different right it's that matte finish which makes them look kind of like that uh cloudy glass on the lighter colors like there's a light green one here that i think is just the the standout of the bunch but they're all like wonderful they mimic some of the colors in the mini release but just finish the barrels differently um the green and the purple one especially the darker ones um they look like they're just larger versions of the mini pens the volume oh, the have uh, glitter in them too. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, these are these awesome. Are really great. But I think what these are going to be, I think these will, I, I haven't read the full translation, I'm but what they've done now. with the Shikiori in the past is this has been a full war, worldwide release. Like all re- retailers get these and they'll sell out eventually, but it's not necessarily a limited run, right? It's a, you know, it's a sta- This is an annual run. Like this is where I think like the, group of the North America editions should be released as four pins, and these are the four we're going to have for 2021 kind of thing. Uh, do you, uh, so these, right. the, 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 the focus of these is rain. It's mm-hmm. the four seasons of rain. Spring mm-hmm. rain, uh, what they're calling sui, which is summer rain, drizzle in autumn, and ice pellets in winter. That's, the, yeah. that's beautiful. I love these and we'll yeah. definitely pick up at least one of them um because this is like you know like we've been this for me is like comparing it to what we just saw a minute ago like this is what i want from them it's like give me something i don't have right, right? and i don't have a sailor pro gear that has a body texture like just kind of matte texture i don't have that like mm-hmm. and these look, i mean these all look fantastic i really love them yeah, like this is what Sailor does best, in my opinion. Well, so like here's the question then, Brad, right? Is the problem the problem of what we were just talking about is that the devolved control is the issue, right? That mm-hmm. like if it's coming from Sailor in Japan, maybe it will still be like, oh, very cool. But when we got the one from um, the Sailor of North America, it was like this doesn't this isn't it. I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, they still have to... It's it's still... I still see it as one unit working together mm. for decisions, even though probably they're getting... You know, like Pilot would have the U.S. office pick the Vanishing Point limited edition for the year and alternate that year with the French office, you know, limited edition, but they still have to... I, I don't know. I think it's still very much in the same in the same bucket, in the same planning, because just like North American users shop the Japanese market, uh, it's the same the other way around, although I imagine it's in a small, much smaller scale, um, you know, from the Japanese market shopping the, the North American pens. But I don't know. It's I don't I, I don't I can't get all my thoughts out on this but something's not jiving with these quarterly now north american releases mm. that i i'm they're starting to confuse me on what sailor is and maybe it's just a limited edition manufacturer now and that's totally fine huh. but i've just never thought of them that way that's never been my concept of what sailor is um you know, to me, Sailor's been like one of the best, you know, pen creators in the market, but built on like a stable 
roster of products with limited editions mixed in and now that seems to be reversed and not that that's a good thing or a bad thing it's uh, it's an i'm confused thing because i because here's the thing mike no one can buy all this stuff so at what point is there diminishing returns I mean, I would argue that Sad are probably already passed that point a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and same with this podcast, right? But that's that's the other point I wanted to bring up is like we talk about them all the time because they're the only ones doing this. Yeah. So are they smarter than everybody or are they hemorrhaging money? Well. I don't know that there's an in-between. Mm, I don't know because... I think that they have been successful, but the, we know that they're they're struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so. I, but outwardly, it does not appear that way because, good lord, they do not stop. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. That's the regular stuff. Yeah. Then there's like this whole other level. Yeah. Which I think I need you to explain to me. <laughs> I don't know that I can. Mm. <laughs> you ready? You ready to dig into this? Uh, yes, I would like to try. Okay, so our good friend Cy and Jacob from Tokyo Station, um, um, and Tokyo Inklings podcast, and Food A Fan sent a PDF of Sailor's new catalog. This one I definitely don't have a translation on. But there is a completely new pin style, which we will link in the show notes. Uh, CY sent me over the PDF scan and sent it on Twitter, so a bunch of y'all have seen this. This is the new, uh, I think they're calling this Shadow. Uh, CY gave me the name. Let me That's what it, it says. I mean, the only so it says Shadow, but there was entire two-page PDF is the word yeah, Shadow. I asked him for the specific name. He said, it's Luminous Shadow is the name. Okay. Right. Um... What this looks like, it's a king of pen size. It's using the king of pen nib in... mm, I don't know how to explain this pen. It's more traditional. It's it's Sailor doing Canalea is what it is. No, I don't get that like, feeling. I mean, way, I get that from the materials. Because they have those images underneath, right? <laughs> That's true. They That's do have the images. That's what I'm talking about. Like, the, the body style, not really so much. But it's like, I, I assume what they're trying to do here is, like, we have these images and we want to make pens that look like them. So that's, well, that's just what, something. Same with the Shikiori pens that we just had. They had the same images. True, right? true, true, true. They've done this for a long time. Like, I have the sky and the earth and the, you know, the fire and all those things. They've long, long done these uh, matching in, in imagery things. says it looks like a Leonardo, which I can see. Yeah, I'm trying to figure figure out the shape of this pen. Or like it, it's a, the uh, Monte Grappa, Monte Grappa. Yeah, it's close to that. You know what this pen, the immediate thought I had when I saw this pen, because I saw the green one, was like that Twisby special edition they did with the green uh, acrylic. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like to me. I uh, I don't think I like the look of these, Brad. Well, it's different, right? This is... I, I appreciate this more than I do something like the Loch Ness because it is different. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. We'll the get thing, to why it might not here in a minute. The um, thing that, that, that intrigues me the most about these is from what CY said. These have King of Pen nibs in them, right? Yeah. Now mm-hmm. that is like, okay, I will look at this, right? Like mm-hmm. now you've got me interested. Yeah. So the thing that got me about these is... The shape, the way the um, end of the pen has a band around it makes it look like it's going to be a piston filler, right? I was like, if they made this size pen into like a Japanese eyedropper with the king of pen, they can charge what they're asking for this pen and people will buy it. But if it's another like supersized king of pen um, with a different shape, different materials, and they're going to charge me over $1,000 for it, which is the price of these pens? Yeah, right? I was about. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not beat around the bush I'm anymore. I'm less interested these pens, again when I see that. Right, but, yeah. These pens are a thousand dollars. 
to me, they're at, l- they're at least telling me a different story. It's like, look, we want to try something different here. Um, it, But at the same time I say that, I have to question how much of a sailor pen this is, right? Why do I buy sailor pens? Well, there is a style and aesthetic and a look that I appreciate from them. And the only part that you're getting from this is the nib. Yeah. Look, I am. This is one of those pens that, like, when one crosses my path, I'll be really interested to look at it. But you have hit on exactly what I couldn't think about is like, this pen, that's not a sailor pen to me. It just isn't. Like, there's two pages to this PDF. The second page is some other king of pens. And I look at those and I'm like, yep. That's the sailor pen, but these other ones feel European. That's fair, and it, that style is is great. But it's you know not... what's really popular in Japan, Mike? Uh, yeah. Pelican and Lamy. And so, so if that's the case, right? Like, go for it, right? Like, but but it's just like for me as a huge fan of this brand, it's like that's not. Even the mater- the material they're using doesn't look right to me. Mm. It just doesn't feel right. It I feels like they're trying to. It's like it feels like a greatest hits kind of pen, but not their greatest hits. It's somebody else's. And I think you're right. And this is the European aesthetic that they're going for. And I kind of disagree with what it is. I think as much as I don't plan on owning one of these pens, nor do I really want one or care for one, I'm glad Sailor does it. I would rather see this come up than three months from now giving me, I don't know, orange desk mat for whatever their next Sailor North American edition is. Right. And what I will say on this is like, similarly, I can appreciate it from the sense that like, there will be people that don't typically like Sailor's normal aesthetic because this is their aesthetic, which is not mine, but it's somebody else's. And there is good sense in making a very good version of a different type of pen to meet a different customer rather mm-hmm. than, as you're saying, just like, here's a blue one, here's right. a green one, here's a red one. You know, like, right. at, at a certain point, just... Here's a different color. Nineteen eleven isn't gonna cut it, right? Yeah. Where like so like we're looking at like a, a looking at their entire business today through these different lenses. It's like you've got here's a recolor. Here's a like a, a a very cool limited edition range, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And now this is like here's a brand new pen. Oh, by the way, it doesn't look like anything else we make. Right. And we're putting our best nib in it. So it's like, okay, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can, you know, as we're going along a sliding scale here, it's like, I can really respect this product and what it's probably attempting to do for them. I just am pretty confident it's not one for me. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's fair. Like we say all the time, like, it doesn't mean if it's if it's for me, whether it's good or bad. I think this pen is going to be a success in the Japanese market. Um, whether that translates more than that, I don't know. I mean, you got to be um, a fan. They're not using gold furniture. It's all rolling yeah. plated, it looks like. Like, I'm not a fan of the price, right? Like, that's... It's super expensive. Like, I already complain about the King of Pin Pro Gear price. Like, this is a different level. Here's the thing, um, though. I'm not justifying this price, but, like, something that I can't conceive of is how big... This, this pen, I think, is yeah. very big. It's got to be. Because it makes the king of pen nib look small <laughs> in the images. Right. So, I would have not guessed this was a king of pen nib, no. which goes to your point. So, like, I'm looking at one at my king of pen here, and, like, my king of pen pro gear, the nib looks massive. In this image, if it's scaled correctly, I mean, this is a big pen. I, again, I don't really have much to say about that because I, so, I, I can't conceive of it until I actually have it, but it's interesting. 
Yeah, so I'll be anxious to get some uh, first-hand reports from CY and Jacob if they ever get one of these in their hands, because I think it's going to be a long time before we get to even try one or mm-hmm. see one in person. Um, just not having any pen shows and not having any uh, retailers, you know, that really deal in this market to, you know, get one to check out from. So um, that brings us to the last page, which, and the last sailor topic for today, maybe, which is the epitome of the king of pen. This is what I think of when I see King started, of Pen. Right. This, yeah, it's this this body shape, this traditional torpedo body shape, and this has the Ishime finish, which is like the like the pebbled finish, which is a beautiful finish on the barrel of the pens. You know, they're they're going to be more in the fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollar range, but that's that's the old normal for what the classic Arushi King of Pens were going for. Like this is their main line king of pen like the pro gear is the the entry level king of pen if you will which is you know why i latched onto it because it was half the price or less of what the traditional king of pens were this is stunning i mean these are beautiful i'll I'll probably never own one of these but like when i think of king of pen this is what i think about it it, i i don't have one of these i think sometime in the future i would like a king of pen that looks like this because it it really is very you know i look at this and it's like that feels like the epitome of japanese pen design is like that kind of shape and style right um because it is nakaya like yeah you know it's it's simple yet extremely complex Mm mm-hmm um, and again, to to the nib point, this is the same size nib as on the previous page. And we'll have the link in the show notes so y'all can pull this up while we're discussing them. Um, this looks like it fits this pen, right? You can tell that's a big nib on this pen. <laughs> on the other page, mm-hmm. it's like... Yes, you know, exactly. Is this a, the, you know. So anyway, this is like... I don't have much to say about this because this is like perfect. Like this is this is what I think. And maybe I have to get out of traditional sailor thinking, right? They're always going to have traditional sailor products. But sailor, you know, the reason why we like them so much is they are willing to do you know, weird and crazy things where a lot of their competition is not willing to, you know, just, you know, throw things on the wall and see what sticks, you know, I don't know whether that's good or bad for either for any companies, you know, what finding their way, but, um, it certainly gives us a lot to talk about as we've just spent an inordinate amount of time talking about sailor, which we do frequently. It's Mm -hmm. because they give us things to talk about and I find their business, to be very interesting because it's actually getting, I thought we were going to get to a point where it was less confusing, Mike, their business. And I think it's getting more confusing right now. Um, Just worth noting this pen is like $1,600. The one that yeah, we're yeah. just talking about here. So like, yeah, wow. that's the, that's the old normal, which is yeah. why I never owned a King of pen before. Is because even like the base Arushi ones, not with the Ishime finish, were you know twelve to fifteen hundred. So like that doesn't like that doesn't surprise me at all. That's correct mm. in, in my book. Mm. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. No matter what it is you want to do, Squarespace have all of the tools and it's so easy to use. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade. And it's super easy to go in and customize things to your heart's content. They have these beautiful award-winning templates that you can set up and you can go in and tweak them. They have the font options, those are color options. The layout stuff is really easy to tweak. You can do it all on the web or even in their apps. I use my iPad app to update things on my Squarespace site all the time. It's really, really easy to do. If you want to build a store with Squarespace, you can do that. They have uh, tools for physical and digital products. Brad's stores, uh, well, actually all of Brad's pro- stuff is, is <laughs> Squarespace powered from the, the, the Panatic website to the store there to the Notco store. It's all powered by Squarespace because they really have all of these tools, all of the integrations that you're going to want. And they back everything up. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support. So if you need any help, Squarespace have got people on hand to help you. But you can make any site you want. Blogs, portfolios, site for your business, site for a different kind of project, maybe just a landing page for you to push out to different places on the web. You can get it all with Squarespace and even register domains right there. 
so you can have everything taken care of. Right, their plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial today with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict. Then when you decide to sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM, Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. This next pen that we're going to talk about and what Pelican does with limited editions is kind of the antithesis of what Sailor's doing, I think. And it feels proper. <laughs> and I don't know if 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 that's the 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 German style of doing stationery of of manufacturing. When I look at Pelican and I look at Sailor, probably arguably two of the biggest pen brands in the world, and how they handle standard editions versus limited editions in their own product lineups, I just look at Pelican every time and go, yeah, you get it right every time. And this latest one is the M600 Tortoiseshell Red. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it doesn't even matter what you whether you like this pen, love this pen, hate it, whatever the the pacing and the organization that comes with every pelican release is calming where sailor is frenetic yeah i mean pelican don't have such a like business dependent on these limited editions i think you know it's a, it's right. a very very different um Business so, model. Pelican, for example, has, gosh, without me thinking about this, and I'll, I'll, I'll get in trouble for saying this, they have the biggest stock lineup available everywhere, right? The biggest base pen lineup, mm. right? They have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different core sizes. Um, include, Well, two are the same size, but have different nibs, so... 200, 400, 600, 800, 1,000. And those are always available everywhere in different nib sizes, a few different barrel colors for each, and then interspersed, hey, let's do an 800 size limited edition. Hey, let's do a 200 limited edition. Mm. And it just... um it just seems a lot calmer to me. I It's like I get what they're trying to sell me, right? Here's our great pen that is available everywhere and you will buy it and you will love it. If you enjoy that, we do these other special things from time to time. And you should look at those too. If you enjoy our pins We're sailor, it's like the Tasmanian devil running around and like pins are fly. Every time he spins, like all these pins just keep flying out of him. And it's like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's quite a nice way of putting it. Actually, <laughs> I, I that's the feeling I get when I see these because I see this pelican like I have no desire to own this pelican but I look at it and I'm like damn that is perfect right it, it just is and mm. not just in design but in fit in fit with the story pelican's trying to tell me and that's where sailor's losing me I mean I'm always going to prefer a sailor pen over a pelican because that's my style and you know the nibs work for me but I want Pelican to read me a bedtime story, right? And Sailor's like the boogeyman. Like, yeah, I'm what, scared. What I'll say <laughs> is, like, Pelican's doing a great job for whatever reason, but it's not that they are... It's not that this model is the best one, because you look at Pilot, who have, I think, more of a Pelican-like model of, mm -hmm. like... Yeah, we do limited editions, but we really consider them. And pretty much every single time I'm underwhelmed. So, like, it isn't the idea that, like, if you are, like, slow and steady, you're not going to win the race on this, like, these limited models. You've still got to back it up with having good ideas. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. like, the, the, you know, like, I'm thinking of, like, the vanishing points, right? Every mm -hmm. single time I'm like, this is so boring. <laughs> right? 
but but this tortoiseshell red is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the only addendum that I wanted to make on that is yeah. like Pelican are doing good because Pelican are doing good, not because the idea of doing less is more because that doesn't always mm-hmm. work that way, I don't think. Uh, that's fair. But then again, like we spent 20 minutes talking about Sailor and two minutes talking about Pelican, right? <laughs> because that's Sailor, the other thing. That's the topic, right? They give us those things to talk about. And I've always said that, like, that's how, um, you know, Pelican, I mean, excuse me, Sailor has has, has been for yep. at and least if you, uh, the past five or six years. If you look at this tortoiseshell red and think, hey, I've seen this before, you have seen it before. This This pen was shown off a while ago, but was delayed due to COVID. Yeah, and it's now yeah. So like, some of the early year plans, you know, pictures were around, mm-hmm. and then it, it just a little bit delayed. I mean, this is a knockout. This is Beautiful. a knockout of a pen, and yeah. like, this is one of those pens that, like, you can say this about Pelican, which you can. You don't. It's not really the same conversation with Sailor. I don't think. Um, if you want this pen, you should you should not delay. Where Sailor, like, they might have something that mm. fits you better tomorrow. Because it's really nice, um, just in general. But I think that that design would really appeal to the core audience for Pelican. Yep. Oh, it's classic. It's yeah. classic. Mo- it's this is a ten out of ten pen to me. Like, and I'm not even a Pelican fan. Like, I I rarely use the Pelicans I have, but I understand what Pelican is, and I think they're one of the best in the business. I mean, I think that's probably an understatement. All right, last up today. Um, Diamine Writer's Blood. I hate this name so much. I hate this name so much. Why? This is a terrible name for an ink. Why? Explain that to me because I I didn't have the same reaction. I had a, I had a different reaction, but not about the the name. Writer's Blood is human blood. <laughs> okay, it's a red ink. No, but I don't. I don't like the personification of it being of the person who's using it. Mm-hmm. And I, there's something about that that I really don't. It doesn't sit well with me. I don't. I, I don't mean, like the name. You know, not the old. You know, sign your name in blood thing. You know, the classic. Yeah, yeah. Know, I know where it's coming from. I don't like literary it. tales, and I don't like it. Yeah. So okay, I I'm not gonna fight you on the name. It's yeah. it's an interesting. It's name. a purely personal thing. It's just a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't sit kindly with me. It's too yeah. aggressive. <laughs> I like it. Even so, this link I'm going to show you the link uh, from Nick Stewart, the wonderful uh, uh, fountain pen ink art. Um, you know, Nick. You know, fountain pens and bleach, and he does wonderful artwork. He he even says in in the thing he preferred the name Raven's Blood, but uh, he's fine with Writer's Blood. But what I wanted to to do with this is not necessarily talk about the name or the or the color, but the idea that Diamine continues to work with the slash R fountain pen community on Reddit. This is their third ink, I think. And I just find that endlessly fascinating and beautiful that a company as established as Diamine has really gotten on board with what their customers and fans want and leaned into, um, you know, a platform like Reddit and the specific um, board on there to work on making ink colors and i just think it's cool like i really love that diamine is doing this and you know i hope they keep doing this you know once a year so yeah this is the third one so earl gray was the first one you remember us talking about that because we were both confused on that one how that got made um and then they did aurora borealis and now writer's blood and uh i just wanted to give special shout out to diamine for actually you know reaching out and, and doing this i i would love to see even more of this because this is not it's not easy <laughs> to work with the masses if you will to settle on and get an answer for a product so uh i just think this is super cool and i hope they keep it up all right so i think that's going to wrap it up for today i'm gonna let you go yeah yeah i'm fading you did a great job uh i know that you're your body's going through some stress right now, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. send all of the love in the world to Bradley Dowdy. Go to thepenaddict.com. Don't buy his product. <laughs> save uh, it till next year. Like, save I, up hey, your money. 
buy his products, <laughs> yeah. but you can uh, become a member and you can support the Pen Addict, uh, the, the blog and everything going on there uh, by checking out the membership option. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. And you get a great uh, newsletter most of the time. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not this week. Oh, uh, you'll but, get you something know. this week. It just may be really short saying, I don't know how much I can do. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, are you going to, I mean, obviously not this week, but I assume you'll be keeping up the Twitch, right? Yeah, I'm going to try. We'll see how the, this afternoon goes. I'm planning, I'm tentatively planning on tomorrow. So right. Thursday, 10 a.m. Tuesday, is Thursday, a 10 a.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash panaddict. Um, if you're interested, I, I'm continuing to move forward with my Twitch stuff. I now have uh, branding for my Twitch nice. channel. So nice. we're moving along. Go to Mike.live and you can see that. Um, I'm very, actually very, very happy with the work that I've been able to do with a wonderful designer. Yeah, and I'm it is, it is Tyler Tyler approved, right? Yes. He already likes your channel over mine. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Pens are boring, am I right? Keyboards. Totally. That's where the gamers are. Gamers... Mm-hmm. Everyone loves a gamer, Brad. That's what it is. That's right. Uh, thank you so much to Squarespace and Uni for their support of the show. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Till next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.